How long have you been in your new job at right now, bro? <sighs> Fuck. Since May of oh, last of year, twenty twenty two. So you know, in like a couple months, you'll be spending a year. Have you dealt with any difficult personalities while you've been there? Difficult personality. Yeah, like difficult people to work with. Is you your boss like, difficult to deal with? Let's ask, let's ask that. Actually, she's actually pretty cool. Okay, that's cool. Why do you Lip- think your boss is cool, bro? Um, Because it, she, I feel like it's not only like job related. She also like, you know, we try to talk about like, get to know one another, you know, like, like if it's like more than. Uh, Just coworkers. And yeah, stuff. you know. So, so do like you the chemistry? Think, I guess you could say. Do you think that she's like part of par- partially her being cool is, is the fact that you perform good at your at your job? Yeah, I could I could agree that it's, I could agree, agree with that, especially if I like compare it to like the last job. Have you seen Co- other people at the at the job that you're like, damn, like she doesn't fuck with them the same that she fucks with you? Oh yeah, most definitely. Maybe most likely, I think it has to do with the departments that we work with. Uh-huh. Or the, but um, yeah. What about you, Manny? You have a, a very interesting uh, homeboy. So how, is he? Is is do you like your environment where you're at? Uh, I signed an NDA. I, oh shit! I can't talk about my job, bro. <laughs> With that being said, Mauricio, you used to what, work there. What happens there stays there, you used, bro. Used to work there, right, Mauricio? What happened? <laughs> what happens there, Mauricio? Your NDA was is void now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you did talk about earlier how you do these right stuff on the wall. So if you catch the other episode about sports wave, you'll see what he means. Mm-hmm. So he talks about that job. You know what I'm, saying? Just, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Nah, um, you guys feel like, like, you gotta you gotta learn how to manage different personalities as an employee, that. though, right? Yeah, I mean, you do. Or, or are you, you in like a position higher than other people? Where you, where you, where people answer to you? Uh, I, I'm in a position. See, the the, the 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 things I do, I'm a jack of all trades at your company. Yeah, so I am not just one thing. Like there's, so there's people in the company that are specialists in the sense that they like they just do sales or this person just does purchasing or this person does shipping only and this person only does that you know like they're specialists in their own thing right me i'm a jack of all trades i i like i know a little bit of every department and i can manage it so like i'm the person people come to for solving problems so, uh, and, and I also, at the same time, do business development for factory new products. So, like I said, like all this stuff just comes did, to me. So I got to deal with different personalities. Not only did you that, become that over time, or were you that when you got there? No, I become that over time. So, so you've been you've been grooming. So and, I got and I got I originally got hired to do sales. That's what I originally got hired to. And uh, eventually, it's just I I, I started learning I started learning other other things because I got more interested in other stuff. So I I talked to different people, learned different things, and the thing is too, uh, one of the things that I'm kind of grateful on was the person because uh, uh, at one point for like about a year I was the assistant of a, of a purchasing manager, and that person was like, you need to learn everything. Mm. 
You know, she like, was empowering you. Yeah, she was like, you need to learn everything because you shouldn't be depending on anybody. She's like, I, I don't want you to like stop the work because you're depending on someone else. Like you, if if they can't give you an answer, figure it out. You know, that's how, that's that's the way that she was. So I just became like that, where it's like, oh, I need to do this. Well, all right, I'll figure it out. You know, like. And, and the thing is, too, that I, I did a lot of odd jobs. Like I said, I did a lot of odd jobs, so I learned a for lot. For the of, same company? Or? For the same company. So, uh, like I said, I had nothing to do with my title. I just did a lot of odd stuff. So, because of that, I got to deal with different personalities, especially in the fact that you're dealing people with people. First of all, yeah, I deal with customers from all over the world. So, you have to learn about, like, customs and certain things. So I had to learn like email etiquette of how to deal with customers overseas. Mm. So like every country is different. Yeah. So you have to learn like, for example, if you're dealing with Asian people, you don't call them by their first name. Uh, in Asian culture, you always call the person by their last name. Unless they're very cool with you, that they've become friendly with you and they give you... Um, like the authority or like they tell you like you can call me by my name they're cool with that but most people like you have to say hi mister hi missus and then address them by their last name you're not supposed to address them because that's an easy way to offend them no it's cultural if, for sure. if you don't know that um so those are the things you have to think about like who's your customer who are you trying to talk to what are their cultural differences um how do you talk to them? How do you get to them? Uh, and then the other thing, too, it's, uh, for example, when you deal with people that speak Spanish, there are people that they speak English. And you also have to learn, like, uh, there's some people that get offended if you try to talk to them in Spanish, even though they're Spanish speakers themselves. Right, because they're like, well, I, I don't know English or you think I don't know Yeah, that or sometimes they just don't like to talk in Spanish. Um so, it, it, like I said, it's it's all those things where you have to learn to navigate with different cultures, different beliefs, uh, and learn to also, like, like for me, I've learned to not, like, the four agreements, very like I was telling your no, brother, uh, the, four, the stuff in the four agreements is very valuable in the sense of don't assume anything. I think that that has saved me a lot of headache. In the sense of not assuming, because a, lo a lot of things in, in work is if you assume things. Make an ass out of yourself. Yes, you make an ass out of yourself, and then you don't get stuff done. Because you're like, oh, I, I assume that this this is how this was done, or I'm assuming. That, and it's like, don't that's assume. Huge, that's like huge lack of emotional intelligence. Yes. Yeah, so because I feel like when somebody's very, they, they assume a lot, mm -hmm. I feel like that type of person is somebody that thinks that the world revolves around them. And it's like if something not, doesn't happen well, for them, not, like, in a, not necessarily that the world revolves around them, but it's the the idea that it, it, I would yes, in a sense, but like in a sense, I would say like they because they're assuming with their perspective and their thoughts and their ideas, they're answering their questions through their lens instead of understanding that there's nuances. Exactly, you know, and, and that that becomes a problem. So like, yeah, I would say if, don't assume. Like that's one thing at, best. at work I never assume. Like I'm like I, I'm trying to figure things out. That's it. I don't assume things. The other thing is I don't take things personal. 
And I think that that's the hardest thing. It's um, so hard. First of all, you, you were, wherever you work at, you're dealing with these people more than you're dealing with family, with, family, with friends. So, like, you got to see these people the next day. You got to be able to talk things out. Like, fights are going to happen. Disagreements are going to happen. Like, that's normal. We're human beings. But at the end of the day is don't take thing, anything personal. Any, like, for example, I'll give you an example. There's times where I have disagreements or I've had fights at work. I never bring that home. Like, my parents ask me, like, how was your day? I straight up go, oh, I had a good day at work. I don't, I don't bring, oh man, I, I fought with this person. Like, I'm like, I don't need, like, I don't need to worry them and they don't need to know that. You know, I'm, I like, because at the end of the day, I know that what happened there is not against me. It's against like what would happen work-wise. It's different when a fight is like all personal against you as a person. So I was gonna tell, I was gonna ask you, what do you, and how do you react when that happens? When when it, it it does start blurring the lines of business, and now it's getting personal. If it goes personal, then because I've read I that mean, book, bro. Yeah. Now, honestly, I, I've even you saying that right now. It's like, yeah, do your best, be impeccable with your word. Yeah, don't assume. Yeah, and I've tried all those things and mm-hmm. like. Certain things like as of late, like the end of the year mm-hmm. and the start of the year, it's been questioning my um, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, man, how do you how how is it? I read this book and I'm like, well, Damn, it's well so the good. thing the thing about words is like, all right, like for example, like how do you build self confidence? A lot of people don't understand the idea of like the self confidence aspect and, and what it talks about there and uh, being able to keep your word. It talks about Bruh. your word is your value, which Hell is something yeah. that we've lost throughout the years. I feel like men especially. Have lost that throughout the years. And the thing is that the way you build confidence with yourself is you keep your word to yourself. You Meaning commit. when you when you say, I'm going to do this, but you're talking to yourself like, okay, at this time I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this. And when that time comes and you know, oh, I said I was going to do this and you don't do it. What you're doing is destroying your own self-confidence because then you're not keeping your word to yourself. And then what's crazy when somebody does that, let me just kind of bring these two things into there, is I feel like when somebody lacks self-confidence, they start projecting that to you. And their insecurities start fucking being the loudest thing that like... When there's a fallout, that's the first thing that starts screaming. Yes, and then... They project everything that they wish they were that you are. And it's like... And As then, a man, we got to hold our two balls and, and then be like, what ends yo. Up, what ends up happening, too, is because they no longer believe in themselves and they're not keeping their word to themselves, what ends up happening is that they, all, they also start becoming victims and now they're blaming everything on other people instead of looking at their own actions and saying, well, what am I doing? Right. Right, like now they're not the problem. It's oh, everybody else is the problem. Right, and and those are things where you like you have to see like, and that's another thing that in, in this day and time we've come, we've fallen to a victim mentality. Like, don't get me wrong, there are it's the times. Man's fault. It's the, there it's are Big times. Fault. There are times where things are external, but in most cases it's internal, where it's like. Well, what have we done? And I think that's the last place where we search. We always search at the outside circumstances 
and blame the outside circumstances for why we can't do something or why, like... It's his fault. It, like, it's my mom's fault. For example, like, let's just take the example of working out, right? Hmm. Like, working out is not an easy thing. It's not. You have to have commitment with yourself. You have to talk yourself. Like, there's times where you don't want to go to the gym. Nope. There are times where you're like, damn, I want to eat all this. There are times where... It, but it's it's the word that you're keeping to yourself. Like, okay, I said I'm going to do this. All right, I'm going to go do it. All right, I said I'm going to do this. All right, I'm going to go do it. I read that. So, in a- it, it, and that builds your self-confidence because you're keeping an agreement with yourself when you're actually doing it. I but that. I could easily say, ah, but it's because I live in a consumerism place. I could easily say, oh, it's because there's so much food accessible to me. How am I not supposed to eat all this? Like, there's other things I can blame. I, I read a book by John John C. Maxwell where it's, like, about leadership. And he was saying how, like, if you can't commit to something you've given to yourself, you can't, you won't commit at all to anybody else. And it's going to be like, you're always going to be searching like, why can't I, can I, can I be fully committed to something? Or why can't I finish something I start? And it's always because if you look at your track record to yourself, mm-hmm. you lack the confidence to see something through with somebody else when you haven't seen something through within yourself already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like as a man, we have to, like, I'm working on that because I'm not like, you know, I'm not the best of keeping my word. But being with my with my wife has really taught me about, yeah, you got to be a man of your word and you got to be, you know, stand up. I even tell my guys at the barbershop, like, y'all let me know if I'm not fucking keeping my word. You know what I mean? Alicia, have you dealt with something like that? Like, in all your experience? Because you, you have a lot of hats. You be at church. You be at the, the shop. You be here. You know? Yeah, I think something that you could, and I just said not to assume... But in this case, what I'm about to say is sometimes you have to assume or just have the notion that people are going to fail you. People are not, are going to, they're going to fail from their commitment as being in a leadership role. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't they're be They're going to disappoint you. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't be with the notion that, that as much as you've trained them, as much as you, they're going to, they're still going to fail. Mm-hmm. And you have to, as a, as a leader, you have to give that room for people to fail. And you gotta give the people the oh, room for, for sure. them to. You see, I'm one of those and, people. I love to give you the benefit of the doubt, but the benefit of the doubt starts. You lose. You lose the benefit of the doubt once your track record starts coming. Yeah, up trust me, like, it's all about that. It's disappointment like, after it, disappointment after me, disappointment. Well, and, and, you, you can expect failure in the beginning. The thing is, how long is that failure gonna continue? Mm-hmm. You see, but this yeah. is my issue when it comes to a man, and us men because we're all men, and you know, men listen to this podcast. But one thing is. Failing is one thing because you tried. Mm-hmm. When you don't try, you're a fucking disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because that's like worse than anything, bro. You don't even intent. You're like I'm very big on intentionality. If you if your motives and your intentions are are not like passionate, you're not you're not even gonna commit to nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know, man. Just to kind of get off that topic, but it's just interesting. There, how, there's like, there's a guy that I heard uh, talking about like who he does business with. And I thought that it was oh, fascinating. I, yeah. I think you probably heard of this. Yeah. Right? He says that... I already know where you're going with he, this. He says that he'll sit down with a guy. And if he sees that, that... If he knows that that guy's married and that guy's checking out another woman as they're having a conversation, right. he's like, I can't do business with them. Right. Because if he's not faithful to, to his, his wife, wife, he can't be faithful to the business we're about to do. And that's a fact. And I was just like, interesting. No, I, I honestly... Yeah. Honestly, that's a big thing that I've, I've, as of, as the older I've gotten and the more I see around like how men move, mm-hmm. that's huge, bro. Because 
like for instance, this weekend I was I had went to my car, and um, somebody I know that lives in my area was like going in on somebody, like just like he don't do this, he don't do that, like he don't do this for like it just kind of like bashing on bro. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, damn, if she just changed her perspective, like, built him up. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, damn, his track record must be like this, that his word ain't shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know, man. As men, we have to do better. If you say something, you got to commit to it for yourself, for your your own legacy is going to be thanking you later down the line, you know? But it's just interesting that, you know... After, after six years of owning a business, I've 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 encountered so many things, and I'm like, damn, it's true what you're saying, bro. We spend more time with these people that you cohabitate with at your yeah. work than you do with the people you sleep in, bro. I spent eight hours a night sleeping with my wife, and that's sleeping, bro. Yeah, that's not, not even a having conversation. conversation or talking. You know what I'm saying? Her, so yeah. it's like. I don't know. It's interesting, bro. I feel like men really have to do this thing where being self accountable and being very. Uh, yeah, but all that's a choice. For at sure. At the end of the day. Like everything we talked about of not assuming and I'm not taking things personal. And the whole reason the book talks about like don't assume, don't take things personal and being a man of your word and, and that's stuff that it that it's focusing on. It's focusing on those things, but at the end of the day it's this concept. Don't waste time. Because when Be you're efficient. Because when you're when you're taking things personal you're wasting your energy on time on things that don't really matter at the end of the day, right? Assuming also makes you waste time. Not being a man of your word makes you waste time, you know? So those are things where it's like it's making you look at those things and being like, hey, you, you shouldn't be wasting time, you know? One thing one thing before I'm, I'm going to close that, that segment out with, inconsistent individuals need to realize that success doesn't come from pointing the finger at others. It comes from within... If we want to be successful, they need to put in the work and be willing to learn and grow. Only then will they be able to reach their full potential and achieve success. That's the, that's a fact. Yeah, and I think that it's uh, someone's growth. Uh, yeah, like kind of Manny was saying, people are always going to find a reason to to blame the outside, blame circumstances and all that stuff. And like stuff. I said, there are situations where there That's is valid. external. It's valid, yeah. yeah you, but you can, somebody else's fault, yeah, they hit your car for sure. But at some time, like majority of things are internal. But keep going, more. Yeah, and and I, and when it comes to t- internal stuff, I think the biggest thing is uh, is just assuming the responsibility. Oh, bro, that's what separates assuming the responsibility for the my listeners for you watching is what separates a man from a boy. A boy has no responsibilities. A boy chooses. I have kids. They assume no responsibility. They're learning how to lie. When they're learning how to assume the responsibility. Like, let's say, Enzo, did you break this? No, I didn't break it. And I have to be like, Enzo, are you sure? He don't want to assume the responsibility. But it's like like you're saying, the choice. That as a young person, as a young boy, you start learning that. And that's like, I have to teach that to him. That like, nah, bro, when you fuck up, own that shit. Because the, getting back up. It was funny. I work with uh, with uh, this guy. His name's Matt. Really cool guy. And whenever you mess something up or something like that, like he doesn't want to hear an excuse or anything like that. He's just say, just say, I'm I'm, I'm Mauricio and I fucked up. I fucked, I up. fucked this up. Just say that. And I've learned to just be like, yeah, I fucked up. 
You know, and you're learning a lot from that man. Yeah, though. I really am, and it's like you. It's it's part of assuming responsibility, and I just it just clicked in my head because mm-hmm. it's like I couldn't make up a billion excuses of why yeah. it just fucked up, and a lot of people don't want to. Because it's 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 hard to say I fucked up. It's yeah, really that, hard to say that. That's one of the things that I, for example, me at work, I'm known for that. That you admit you're wrong. Oh yeah. If I know I messed up, I'm always I've always been like that. If I know I messed up, I will admit it to you. I have no problem telling you like, yeah, that was my fault. I messed that you up. You told me you were gonna show up this Saturday. What happened? This Saturday? Yeah. I didn't tell you. I was yeah, you show did, up. bro. I Step didn't outside. I didn't tell you I was going to show up on Saturday. <laughs> I told you I was in Monterey it's, it's, Park. It's interesting how this. It's interesting how this happens because just ironically, yesterday, the 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 preaching from my pastor was yeah. exactly this. And uh, I, I hate to to bring out yeah, a verse in the Bible, it, but it's a really good one. You know, yeah. for anybody who hasn't read Proverbs, go ahead. It says a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful, but if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. Yeah. And yeah. I think that internally speaking, mentally, if you're not able mm-hmm. to really like own up to your own mistakes and whatnot, it's very difficult to move forward and be successful. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I think there's a lot of times that, again, it's hard to say we messed up. You know, in this area, I was I was wrong, mm-hmm. and this, this, and that. And I've had a lot of a lot of instances in my life where I have to look at it and be like, "Yo, I have I have I have uh, you could say fault in this situation." Mm-hmm. And you got to use that as um, as motivation. It's, and it's crazy how the pastor broke it down. He's like, "What what are the things that motivate people to grow and to do better?" And, and he he one of them was, was 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 pain. Yeah, heartbreak. You know, not just heartbreak, just pain in general. Like yeah. you know, the loss of an opportunity, anything that just, just bums you out. It doesn't pain but, can can be something that ignites. There's people. You. There's people. Yeah. There's people that use that. Mm-hmm. That pain to ignite something in them, that that fervor, that that drive, that passion, and there's some people that dwell into that pain too long. Mm-hmm. That damn, bro, it's like you. It's end a up, dangerous thing. Yeah, you end up hurting yourself more than 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 building up off that because it's like they say, no pain, no gain. You got to go through a little bit of pain to then see what you're gaining after. Like it's just the way it is. Like and I like that's one thing that I really want to emphasize for for a young man growing up. Living in a microwavable era where everything is instant, like you gotta go through some shit. You have to, to bro. get to the other side. You're not gonna just like it, it, I know. There's a lot of Instagramers that, that, that yeah that make it look easy because they're already at the top where it seems like damn I made it. But it takes a lot of owning your fuck ups and mm-hmm. owning like yo I didn't I didn't do that right. Like bro, I've been in business for six years and my first four years. I was on 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 drugs, and I managed to open the business and and make it establish it and all that. But that was my fuck up because by the time COVID happened, I almost lost that shit because of the bad habit I had. So I had to own. If I would have never owned that that flaw that I had and thinking that I can be a functional addict, I would have not been a, a barbershop owner. Yeah, right and now. I think another thing that that that. It does, as far as going through pain, um, having perspective and all that stuff. That's huge emotional it, awareness. It, it, um, not just that, but it also really shows you if if you're at least if you're a human being, you got emotions and feelings, and you got a thought process and all that stuff. If you go through something painful, it also lets you know what you really want and what you don't want. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of times it makes that, you examine yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of times that people, you know, they're so they desire a job so bad, they get it, and then they're disappointed by the job, and then they're hurt by it. Then they're kind of like in this abyss of like, okay, what do I do with my life now? I worked so hard to get to this point, and it was not what I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's that's me right here, because 
you you look you you get to open a business because IG glamorizes a business, and then you you're at the sixth year, and you're just like fuck. This is not what I thought it was, and then now you're thinking should I open another one and give myself a more of a headache because it's like. This is now you have to deal with more personalities and more of this, more money, like more money, more problems. That's the truth. But one thing that I'm very like big on is don't self-sabotage your own opportunities because life will give you what you want. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how to take advantage of that and there's two things, you can take advantage of people and take advantage of the situation. I'm the type that I'm going to take advantage of the situation. I'm never going to take advantage of people because that's how you burn bridges. So... If opportunity comes as a man, you have to have the situational awareness to know, yo, this is this is for me. I need to fucking take that opportunity and run with it. Or, yo, I'm not ready for this opportunity and walk away. Bro. Yeah, that's. You know I think saying? walking away is sometimes you could say the hardest part. Uh, I'm not ready. For sometimes this. people don't know when to leap and and to make a leap to to either jump into something else or just. Get into something else. It's it's uh it's the comfortability thing too. It's the thing that it's the notion of I think that I know what's gonna happen because I've been here so long. Right. Like, once again, assuming so long. too scared of you're taking assuming, risks. Yeah. Assuming the you're assuming what's gonna happen based on your perspective at the current time, and instead of trying to see, okay, let's not assume at this moment. Let's see what can actually happen. You now, know? kind of to switch up, uh, you know, topics. Man, there's a lot of tragedies happening around. In California right now, um, actually, are you guys familiar with those Idaho, the Idaho case where the the, the the college students were stabbed up and all that? I've heard of it. I haven't looked too much into it. Other guys in custody, trials going on. They got, they got on the guy right, it. and then there's another one in of uh, Brian Walsh, some other guy that killed his wife on New Year's Eve, right? Oh, the like, guy who's looking up all this crazy stuff. He was yeah, Googling, yeah, Googling all this crazy. Then did you guys hear about the other dude that he tried to drive the Tesla off the cliff? Oh, with his family in the car. Yeah. And everybody survived. Yeah, bro. Everybody survives that shit. Thank God. But to me, it's just like... And you know, he was a he was a doctor here from Mission Hills. What the I, fuck? Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't... Right there at Valley... Mm -hmm. at the, the Mission Hills the hospital. Holy Cross. Uh -huh. What was his whole thing with it? Like, I, um, I'm not too sure. I just know that they the authorities feel that the motive was to was to kill the family. Which was... A, it was a, two kids Suicide and... Suicide himself a, too then? That's what I need to see more because I'm like, how do they assume that? Did he jump out of the car before the thing went off the cliff, you know, type of thing? That's what I don't completely understand as far as they're they're they're, already, they're already assuming, as we said. I'm there's there's <laughs> definitely a mental health crisis in this country going on right now. Yeah. Because that that was, come on, bro. You 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 fly, you drive off a cliff with You know what family? I think it is, though, too? And when I say social media and stuff like that, isn't isn't because I'm saying that that's what's driving people crazy. I think that throughout humankind, all stuff, there's been various situations like this. But the fact that we kind of like you said, a microwave Instant. society, yeah. we get everything instantly. We get right. videos, News, we get pictures, everything, yeah. everything super instantly. Before, dude, you'd have to read the paper. Mm -hmm. To get this, or you'd have to be watching the Literally, news, people heard and of, the news would have to know about it as well. People, people heard of Malcolm, of Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King the next day because yes, they read the newspaper. Exactly, bro. bro. Or so if you had bro, money to have a radio or a television, dog, takeoff got shot. We knew within minutes, minutes, bro. bro. 
You know yep. what I mean? Like, and 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 there's video of all the scuffle and all the like everything, bro. Like, and I think like throughout, I saw DJ Academics two days later break down the whole thing and that the FBI and the fucking um, all because Houston of people PD. who were DMing yeah. him and stuff like that. Yeah, fucking, he cracked the case and then they use his shit to crack the case, bro. That's how crazy. Time and now the shooter's in. out on bail. Right, some a uh, 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 concerned citizen paid the million dollar bail, bro. The hundred thousand dollar bail. Yeah, and and like I, I just feel like we've, cause think about it. If you go to like a police station or something, and you go ask them how many unsolved murder cases there are, probably a shitload yeah. from years back past where we didn't have the technology of cameras everywhere, all this stuff. Like like the what was that? Oh, man, Nightcrawler. No, 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 no. But like when there, I think about Nightcrawler, a serial killer. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, it was like Richard Ramirez. No, no, not him. Ted Bundy. No, I think he was called the CBK. Oh my God, something like that. T- That's Ted Bundy, bro. No, 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 no. It wasn't Ted Bundy. It's the Bind Kill. He used to work for ADT, and I remember that the reason they caught him is because Dennis, Dennis Rader. Rader. Dennis huh? Rader, yeah. Dennis Rader. Uh-huh. Yeah. BTK. BTK. Yeah, the BTK. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. From 1974 to 1991. This guy right here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm saying, too. But he used to work for ADT, and the reason he got caught was because I think in 2004 or 2008, 2004, he started writing letters again, and then there was saliva on his letters where that's where they found his DNA. Mm-hmm. So that that's the other thing when you're talking about unsolved murders. He was killing in the 70s. No one knew about him. Now technology advanced, and then it's like... Oh, DNA on the letters he's sending. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's then funny you boom, say about got D- caught. It's funny how we, we bring up DNA and and, yeah. and and technology because the same thing. Ha- isn't that how like uh, the 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 dude that did the Tour de France, Neil Armstrong, is that how he got caught? Because they kept his his sample for years, and then they were able to. They had better technology to look into. Well, into- uh, one of the things that also is getting people is not. It wasn't the sample. It was um, twenty three and Me. Somebody in his family put in the twenty three and me, and his that sample that they had left from all those years popped up in that twenty three and me and shit. Oh, wow. So it's like you gotta be like, if you're a serial killer, don't be fucking having your family put your shit in. It's all gonna come out eventually, bro. Bro, uh, okay, this is gonna sound very bad, and I probably shouldn't be saying this in the podcast. But so this guy you said that we're talking about that killed his wife and was looking up all this stuff uh-huh. on his like. Why on, would you do that, like an idiot, on your daughter's? I not yeah. My point is like the wife. Why would you do it on end? Like okay, oh, fuck. This is so bad. But if I were in this in this position, mm-hmm. I would be at a public library. I mean, Look, there's still cameras though. There's cameras I mean, and do, all that stuff. I mean, somebody might be watching this podcast and doing a psych evaluation on you if, if you're possibly. But my whole thing that, is that it's like you would go. I, I wouldn't be looking up on my own shit. If we're shit, living bro. in an alternative reality. Mm-hmm. You're basically saying if if the alternative reality was that Mauricio is the the evil version and he's a serial killer or a, a murderer, he would be in the public library doing that. But the, this is that the ass. difference. Look, the alternative reality, right? <laughs> Since I'm the detective looking for the murderer, bro, this is that he would still get caught. So exactly, easy. that's no what I'm doubt. saying. Right. The no library card, no <laughs> but it's like, bro, if you made it a lot more easier what for I them would to do, just search for your shit. Yeah. What I would do is, you know, what he should have done, he should have gone to a coroner. Or he should have gone to a funeral home and talked to the person of the funeral home or the coroner. 
So now we know what Manny because would do. Because now, now it's <laughs> now, now it's I'll a conversation that is not recorded. You're getting the, the look. This is my motive about why he did. <laughs> I think he did this because the New Year's Eve they had like a little get together, and her, the girl he killed, his wife has a friend that I guess they work together, and I'm assuming, which I we you know the mm-hmm. episode is not to assume, but I'm assuming that. <laughs> That this guy. And this is where misinformation happens, right? But I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that this guy, that this guy was the 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 work husband. Okay, you know, and mm-hmm. that that shit just fucking bothered the stay at home dad that he was because he was a stay at home dad that got locked up for selling Basquiat or uh, I forgot somebody's like an old painter's paintings, but they were replicas, they were fakes. Mm-hmm. So he got house arrest for that shit, right? So. Then you're starting to see your wife makes decent money. She's a property manager. And then this is his her coworker comes to celebrate with y'all for New Year's Eve. You see the way they're like getting along. That shit just drives you over the cliff. You fight with her. And then And he's man. on house arrest, so he can't. He's already it. on house so arrest. He's like, I can't go kill that guy. <laughs> so Damn. your ass gonna get it. Right. Damn. Damn. That's what he did, bro. And the only reason why I'm like being like I'm attracted, not attracted to these murders that are happening last of late. True is crime podcasts are probably the most like listen to. Yeah. Right. They just get you. But to mm-hmm. me, it's like the YouTubes of like like for us, the first one that got me was those Idaho murders. Bro, four people or five people were murdered in a house. And the person downstairs saw the person leaving the house after the murders. Yeah, that was the craziest part How to the me, bro. Fuck? That was the craziest part. You hear part all to that me. noise upstairs and right. now you're curious of going and upstairs. Like, what? Yeah. You hear people like crying, your roommates crying, you hear like sobbing, and you don't decide to let me go see what's going up there. You you're just thinking, oh, she must be getting fucked or something. <laughs> cause cause all she said she heard is it's okay, I'll take care of you. That's what she said she heard. And then see somebody. Moments later, she walks out again and then sees somebody exiting through the back door. I'm like, and bro, you don't, and like that. And then that dude looked creepy later as hell too. Did you call later to yeah. be like, yo, the, the murders happen at four in the morning? Yeah, she's gonna be. And accomplice, they called till eleven. She, she's gonna, she's gonna be found nah, as accomplice, nah, nah. bro. They, that guy, the way they make an yeah, scene, accessory like he to was, the crime, bro. He was also a PhD in criminology, so they're saying that he had this thing where he just wanted to see how he could get away with it, bro. It's wild, bro. The guy that, who, who killed wanted to see how he can get away with the murder. That's what it seems like. They're assuming he, this. He's assuming this because <laughs> he has a PhD. So, like, they don't have mm. the motive yet. And mm. he's still also... He went into the whole thing of saying that he's doing this for... um That he's going to exonerate himself. That he's going to... They're going to prove that he did, he wasn't... Nothing would do with it. But they got his car. They got the DNA. Like, there's shit that's lined up for him already, right? Mm. Then now, this week, California, this Saturday... I'm shook, bro. The, the fights just ended. And I'm fucking shook because I'm like, where the fuck is Manny? He didn't show up. You're always at the fights with us. Bro, Monterey Park. They just started. Were you around? Did you hear anything? Were you? How far were you from that, bro? I, from the Garvey Street, I was literally like four blocks into the hill. Wow. Because uh, my, my friend that I was visiting. So... Uh, as we know, this weekend was Chinese New Year, so um, they blocked. They they basically closed down all of Garvey in order to um, basically party, celebrate, eat, all of that. And then, literally, like from there, it's all the houses in the hills. So I was in the hills, like away from that that part of the like city, but it's still like four blocks away. Like they're long blocks, but it was. Like down here, and then I was in the hill. Right. But um, 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to hear that. Uh, I, I didn't hear about it. I mean, I, I heard about it until like I woke up the next day at 8 and you guys had texted me. Like, hey, are you okay? Are you alive? And I was like, oh, snap, what happened? And I was like, hey, yeah, no, I'm good, you guys. Like, I'm at, I'm at home. Um, but, yeah, no, it's crazy to hear that. It's crazy also to hear that it was an old man in his 70s. It's crazy to hear that he shot himself in his van. It's crazy to see that, that to hear that that wasn't the only place he wanted to shoot bro, up. Bro, another guy, another he Asian want, dude stopped him, Yeah, bro. from shooting up another location. Like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. And then today, as we're getting here, another at one. Half Moon Bay, there's a... Another one, seven people. Oh, bro, what's going on in this world, bro? What do you... Do you think... I'm here, I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing all these things, and then, like, everybody's, like, banned guns in California. No. Banned guns, nah. banned guns, banned guns. Do you think that's the solution? That ha- if that happens, I, and then I'm probably going to move. Gavin Newsom said... They asked him, they said, how does somebody get an illegal gun? Because the guy that shot the 10 people... Had a, a pistol, a, a handgun, but with a switch on it. Like mm-hmm. a extended clip with a switch on it. How does an old man get a whole a fucking gun well, like that? Well, they were saying that. They were saying that he had a lot of... Um, there was a lot of, like... Like, there was suppressors that he had that they said they were homemade. There you go. You know? Your 3D they, printer, my they, guy. They went to his house, and they found, like, a lot of rounds of information. They don't even know how much it is because it was in boxes and boxes and stuff like that. Um, they're trying to figure out how he got the guns exactly as well. Yeah, Gavin Newsom said this is going to happen. And it's true. This is the thing about banning guns. 3D printing. You you ban guns and you create a big-ass black market. Yes. Look at Mexico. Then there's guns are illegal in Mexico, fam. Look at Mexico, bro. Like, people get... Like, bro, to, just to kill... Just to capture um um El Chapito, right? I think 30 people were killed. Mm-hmm. So it's like... How are these people getting guns if it's banned in that country? The black market. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's inevitable, bro. People are going to get guns regardless. My thing is, like, you're not even safe to go out to dance for your for Chinese New Year, bro? Yep. Damn near. I mean, near, there, a I mean, there ago, were, you know, a church we, isn't safe, a grocery store isn't safe. Yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a tough time we're living in, man. And uh, I think... It, it, if we worked, if we lived in a world where guns never existed, I think it'd be perfect. You know, it'd be great. Nah. But it's tough. I think mean, people would just you, still be stabbing you, each exactly. other. Exactly. I was no. about to say you can look at England. It doesn't have guns. Bro, and they, but they you're carry not. Ha- knives. You're not having like mass mass stabbings or stuff like that. What like I'm trying to say is what I'm trying to say is I in mean, a there was four people. What I'm trying Anything to say past though past three is mass. What I'm trying to say is in a in a perfect world perfect society guns don't exist so we don't have these problems weapons wouldn't exist exactly we don't have these problems but, but, we, but we still we're, but so we live in a society where they were created and then this would they be evolved over time before you had a gun you had to stuff the bullet through the front Take make sure you had gunpowder in it and shoot uh-huh. you know what I mean so it's like and like I said unfortunately we live in a world where they exist and they have progressed throughout yeah, our time it's still only gonna get better you know and you know what I feel like what hasn't progressed is Mental evaluations of people owning. Yeah, guns. I that think I think a gun. We haven't really a even gun touched while, the mental health crisis at all. Well, I think a gun shouldn't be seen so much. Uh, okay, yeah, it's on our it's on our bill of rights, right? But it should be more of a privilege. You know what I mean? Just like how a license is a privilege, you 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 abuse that right, or you're not able to to you know pass the test to get a license. You're not driving a car. At least you don't have a license officially. You're 
breaking law just by having it. And I feel like when it comes to a gun, there's there there's a lot of things that people should do or that a government not I mean regulate as a society yet yeah, regulate all that stuff. First and foremost, people the people that get guns sometimes they don't even know how to use a gun. They don't know the fact that you gotta clean a gun. Yep, you know what I mean? So jams. people need to go through those, I feel like those trainings and really and, and certifications, licensing, whatever you want to put it to even obtain a gun in the first place, I feel. And then every so often, just like your license, you get retested for your for your for everything. If you know how to use the gun. So you're basically coming for more regulation. It has to be, bro. At this point, what what other? I think banning them isn't necessarily gonna solve the issue because, because again, my, the black I, market is there. Look at but Texas regulation approach. to some point you are have there, to have. Is there, there are mass murder, mass like shootings in Texas. Also, we saw one with them with the elementary, right? But it's less common because people have open carry. Yeah, you feel me? Like everybody I've, carries one. I've had people tell me that are from Texas that they come to the shop and I cut their hair. They're like, "Bro, it's nothing like that." And like, "Bro, you you think twice before doing something crazy in Texas because everybody carrying." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got they got the assault rifles in in the vehicle and handguns. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like again, I I don't think that banning. I don't them, own. I don't even own a gun. I, I don't think banning them is gonna be the solution. I just think regulation has to be the the. The key to just talk about the like to to cover those issues of like yeah, someone's mental health, way, you can go all get these it. things. You can go get it. I mean, another just state. even my oh, friend. No, for sure. even, I think it's something that has to be done across the board. I have a though, client that's not a just friend, California. Bobby knew his daughter was shot on the one hundred and one off of road rage, and they're still looking for the shooter. Um, I'm I'm praying she has a speedy recovery, but it's just things that you know is senseless. I feel like that's why mental health needs to be addressed. Way more yeah. and mental health is to be and I caught. Think that's part of the 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 licensing is to get a, a psychiatric evalu- evaluation before you obtain a gun of that, any kind. And then this is another thing that I want to really like. Uh, unfortunately, society demands that now. Point out. I think this is what, what we should demand of society is respect. If people respected people more, these things wouldn't be happening. This is where I agree with Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate they asked him about mass shooters and what does he think about them and he's like, well, that starts because. They were bullied and they didn't get the respect at a certain age, and then all that boils up, and it, you know it breaks, it reaches a breaking point. So I feel like if you teach your, your kids how to be respectable human beings and how to be emotionally intelligent, you know you you kind of you lessen the the impact of that happening. Flatten the curve, if you will. Yeah, a little bit. You yeah, know, I, just because I, it's like like if if you teach that kindness. It can go a long way for the next generation. But if we're on this bigotry, on this hatred, on this, oh, I got more money than you, like on this, all this bullshit that people are on that, did they disrespect each other for the dumbest reasons? When it's like, bro, we're both human beings, dog. Yeah, and, and people are very spiteful too. So you know, they like, always want to one up each other. And yeah, it's I don't know, man. That's a big thing. I feel like just respect, the world will be a different place. Respect, because respect comes with like, like love and compassion and all that shit. It, it derives all these other things, you know. If you respect, l- I mean, yeah, sure. You know, kind of a little bit. It's more like love is the first thing, and then for sure it comes after. Not nah, right, right. Respect and sir. I'm in sir. Respect and sir. Waiting on the world. R E S P E C T.